Rise and shine. It's butt whipping time. It's time for the Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. That broadcast school has really paid off. And Christian Peck Dimmitt. Do you want to keep this job? Shut up, listen, learn. The region's only local sports talk show. Discussing it all from the preps to the pros. What time is it? Dance and Simulcasting on AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State. Streaming online at nwksradio.net and the Rocking M app. They are everywhere. The Blitz is presented by the Insurance Agency, the Farmer State Bank in Oakley, the Cowboy Corner Express, and Equity Bank of Hoxie, Quinter, and Grinnell. Stop what you're doing and listen. Right wing, now a skip pass across. Cure for a long three. Banks it in! Puts her hands in the air like, well, it'll go in some way, I don't care how. Floater, short, rebound, Thorson. Kick out, Cedarstrom three. Kaysen got it. The assist from Zach Thorson. Bailey Bierman pushing it ahead. Wide open behind the defense is Bitchek, and Jaxie puts it in. Her eighth and ninth points in the Cowgirls over the 20-point mark. It's 21-9. It's 21-19. Cowboys now a steal. Time for showtime. Linking up two-handed stuff that time as he flushes it down. Knocked away there by the Cowgirls. Hope Beerman. Hope's going to go up and finish on the other end. Great hesitation by Hope after the 16th buff turnover. Dallas Rosales throws it away right into the hands of Shanette. Shanette down the floor. Gonzalez in the corner for an open three. Yes! Stops, finds Mass, popping out the catcher, deep left side. Mahaffey's on him, he puts it on the floor, wants to score it, no! Career high night! Career high night for Rick Mass, 32 points. Hey, good Wednesday morning, everybody. It is the Morning Blitz on 1025 UROC AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State, of course, also online into bksradio.net. Another foggy start to a day out there. Temperatures at around... The, uh, what, a low, sorry, upper 20s, 27 degrees, high of 44 today. It is slick in some spots. I don't know if Christian experienced that traveling into the office today, but there are some spots that are very slick because of kind of the melt that happened yesterday and then the freeze overnight. There are some very slick spots out there, so be extra cautious this morning as you're making your way around the listening region. But we're glad to be with you. Uh, Christian, how did you spend your off night? You had another off night last night, no basketball for you, so how did you spend it? I did. First, we off, know very you didn't confusing. spend it contemplating what if Jim Harbaugh leaves for the Chargers. We know that after our discussion this morning. So I'm curious what we, you spent yeah, your time thinking. Yeah, I, I haven't given a second thought to it until <laughs> Ross asked me about four minutes ago. Uh, but, but uh, I'm a pretty boring guy, Ross, as you are well aware. Uh, my off, my off. I thought you was... were going to stop with as you are and just keep moving. On. <laughs> That might also be true. Uh, partially, yes. Uh, the I, I I am very happy as a boring person. I, I think it's a fun life. It's a simple life. I'm easily amused. Uh, so my off day was uh, good workout, chest and shoulders, and then uh, went and did laundry because, you know. We are not going to refer to working out anymore. We're going to call it on the show pumping iron. We are pumping iron on the show. Yeah. Ross yesterday in between breaks was was telling us that uh, he has a special connection uh, with our um, uh, show from yesterday, Rusty. Rusty Groffle, yes. Groffle. Rusty Groffle. Uh, We're Rusty good Groffle. friends. And they and he told me that yesterday or yesterday he told me that back when they lived together in Colby, 
Uh, there was a whole lot of pumping iron going on. And that phrase just we uh, never we never so lived we never lived together. We just we worked out together because we went to the same gym at times. And so I meant that's, lived all like at in the, the same, same region. Okay, in Colby. My my apologies. Let me be clear there. Um, but Rusty and Ross and I quote pumped a lot of iron, and that scr- <laughs> that that phrase screams mid two thousands to me. And it just is an incredible uh, uh, little collection of words there. And uh, so I pumped iron yesterday. There you I go. apologize, Ross. I like I pumped it. iron, and I did laundry, uh, and that's kind of it. I'm pretty. That's I'm all right. Pretty simple and enlightened. No, no, I was not apologizing for that. Life is good. I'm boring. It was more like it's it was more like that's all right. That sounds good. That sounds fun. That's what I'm trying to say. It you know, is, that sounds it good. Is fun. You know it. And uh, it looks like it looks like you had a pretty fun night as well. A couple of wins. Yeah, real nice night last night at the Max Jones Fieldhouse. Um, two wins that were <laughs> maybe not very pretty uh, to put it. If you came to watch the game and you're like, and you, and let's say this was the first game that you went to this year, you hadn't watched the Cowgirls or the Cowboys play, and let's just say you popped in like, well, I heard these teams have combined, you know, eighteen and two or eighteen and four. They're from pretty good seasons. I'm expecting pretty good basketball, and you, and then you're taking on a six A Garden City team, which is fine, but you know they're not as good as maybe they've been in the past. And you go to watch the game, and the first half of both games, you're like, oh, my, this is not pretty basketball. You know, turnovers, a lot of missed shots, um, just kind of some helter-skelter play in some instances. It was not the prettiest night of basketball, but I know the Cowboys and Cowgirls would take uh, gritty over pretty, and they get the wins last night over Garden City in uh, and, and, and very convincing fashion. The Cowgirls win 45-30. to 30. They did a great job on the glass. They didn't shoot the ball well. They banked in three threes, which Bill Beerman was not impressed by that. But I don't care. As long as it goes in, I mean, yeah, it's not beautiful, but hey. You know, what if you're someone— it's not Sunday. You know, Bank is open. I got to give, give credit. You know, growing up, my brother, he was the master of the bank shot. Like, he knew where to throw it off the window from almost everywhere when he played ball. It wasn't a very pretty shot, but it went in. And I'm like, I don't care, man. If you know the certain spot and where to hit on the backboard everywhere that you shoot from, even if you're outside the arc, I don't care if it goes in. But the Cowgirls hit, you know, hit three threes last night. They were all banked in. So what? Uh, they did a great job defensively against KJ Pynchon, who's the best player for Garden State. They held her to a goose egg in the scorebook. So they did a great job against her. But turnovers were the biggest issue. I know Bill Beerman was frustrated about that. The Cowgirls have been, as he put, exposed with how they handle the basketball, especially in tight situations. When teams get up in their grills, they don't handle the basketball that great. And that's something they're going to have to get corrected here over the next game against Russell because Hoxie's on Saturday, and I have a feeling they're going to take advantage of that. That's an unbeaten Hoxie team uh, there in the 2A classification. That'll be a really, really good game over in Hoxie. So, but I thought the Cowgirls, once again, great job defensively for the most part, great job on the rebounding department, but really struggled with the turnovers for the second time this season, but still... Found a way to get a win. Jackson Mitchell had 20 points. Good night for her. On the Cowboys side, like I said, it was not a good first quarter. Teams were putting up shots and nothing was going in. I mean, it was scoreless halfway through the first quarter. People could not, and these were not these were not just threes. These were layups. These were people could not get the they, the, the 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 rim was covered with the toilet seat. They could not find a way to put the ball in the bucket. And then finally, kind of got going. Uh, as the as the game progressed on, the Cowboys, I 
unofficially officially went eight unofficially went eight of seventeen from three. They finally got it going, knocked down their threes. They went to the foul line, I think, uh, twenty two times. By the way, the Cowgirls went to the line thirty times last night, made nineteen. A lot of free throws last night. So. But, uh, you know, the Cowboys, you know, it wasn't the pretty Brady Brumbaugh didn't have a, a, a huge night last night. In fact, he had a season low in point total. Uh, Lincoln Cure led the way with 13 points and seven boards uh, for the Cowboys. It, it, it wasn't just a, an offensive display, per se, for the Goodland Cowboys. Like it has been in a majority of games this year. When you watch the Cowboys, you're like, boy, that's pretty ball. You know, they, they know how to score it. They can shoot it. Um, last night was just not one of those nights where it was consistently very pretty. It was kind of in spurts, but they found a way to get it done with, with good defense and really did a great job in the rebounding department. Um, and just, like I said, gritty over pretty last night as the Cowboys uh, beat Garden City for the first time since head coach Mikey Dahl was a senior. Uh, but they haven't played that many times since then. But 58-47, the final score last night. Goodland over Garden City on the boys' side. Got a quick question for you. On the girls' side, uh, if you hadn't followed Goodland this weekend, dealt with uh, a slew of injuries. Obviously, Jaxie Michek sprained that ankle pretty badly, essentially played with one wheel uh, the rest of the of the weekend, and Haley broke that finger on her left hand. Just severely jammed. Better, I was told severely really, jammed, not broken, prior severely to Saturday, jammed. Uh, Mr. Bierman said broken, but severely jammed uh, bodes much better for her. Uh, so I'm assuming that's feeling better. Uh, the ankle, anything? Is she still kind of moving? There's still there's still a little hobbling going on there for Jaxie, but she does a great job gutting it out. You know, you get those, you get the, that adrenaline going, and you know, you don't feel. It, but she's still hobbling around. The Bill Berman said they held those two out of practice two days two days ago to kind of help try to see if they can get him some rest. They they didn't play as many minutes as maybe they usually do. He's been rotating in some pieces to try and rest them up. Haley's getting a little bit more comfortable with that finger being tied to her middle finger with the tape. You know, she's getting a little bit better with that, but she still doesn't look comfortable. But, no, they're dealing with some injuries. And, you know, it's at that that's what I think has been kind of neat to see about the Cowgirls the last couple of games is we've seen other girls step up in their absence. Jason Herenick in the Colby game. Uh, you had, you know, Libby Cure. And Libby Cure had matched her career high at nine points last night with two banked in threes that help aid her that way. Marie Martin banked in a three, but she had a career high nine points last night. This is what the Cowgirls need if they're going to achieve their goals of making it back to the state tournament. They're going to need these girls that are not your seniors, as Bill Beerman calls them, the younglings. He needs them to come along and develop and play more of a role on both sides of the floor. And defensively, they've gotten kind of that point, but offensively, they need to grow a little bit more into that role. And we're starting to see a little bit with the injuries to these two and Michek and, and Haley Bierman. So, now don't get me wrong. You need those two to, to get to that goal, but in this time of growth, while these two are dealing with some minor injuries, uh, you kind of grow this team up a little bit. And so I think that's I think that's what they want to see, and I think they're getting that a little bit, slowly but surely. It's coming together for them. Do you, do you see something similar going on? And this could be a stretch here with the boys last night. Obviously, big shot Brady didn't have a great night, uh, at least numbers-wise. You said his worst. And obviously, I noticed last night him not coming up as he usually does in that little highlight of, hey, he had 20 yeah, points, how yeah. many threes, whatever. Uh, do you see other pieces stepping up around for the Cowboys? Yeah, I mean, there are. Uh, there are. 
there has been more consistency in that department from the boys all season. So, Kaysen Cedarstrom last night buried two threes. He's hit four threes in his last two games. That's a guy that, that has a good three-point shooting stroke. He's proven to be a nice asset for the Cowboys. He will continue to be in that role. Um, you know, Blair Lennon got his typical four points and three or four rebounds, which they need that. They, they need him. They have to have him because Lincoln Cure, unfortunately, sometimes just gets a little too excited and gets some bad foul calls. And uh, and, and so they need Blair Lennon to, to play that spot for him. And then, you know, Zach Thorson is a, a, a savvy, a savvy ball player. He knows where to beat a rebound. He knows how to steal. He's got long arms. He's, and he's hunting for his shot more, which I like. He just hasn't put it in yet. And I'm hoping that comes around for Zach because if they get him going on the offense, but his game might be more of attacking and finishing around the bucket than it is an outside shooter like a, like Case and Cedarstrom is. But they get him going a little bit more offensively. Braylon Mole has done a nice job getting you know his three to five, six points a night. They, they've had good depth. They, you know, they go nine deep on the Cowboys side. I've never had any issue about that. I've had a minor issue about depth of big men when there's foul trouble. But I kind of saw in the Orange and Black Classic, you know, they'll just shift Brady down to the five, and Brady's played a lot of basketball, and he knows how the game works, and not just from an offensive side, but a defensive side, and he's played pretty good there. I mean, he, I thought he did a good job against Guy Tubbs. After Guy got 19-19, and 19, kind of Brady was on him there for the last couple points and couple rebounds, so I thought he kind of slowed him down a little bit. But, no, I think overall, if you're a coach doll, you're feeling good about your depth. You're feeling good where your team is. I mean, I asked him to give him a grade because we're at kind of the midway point of the season. And uh, I said, you know, he said an A-. And I would agree. I'd say it's right there. You know, they've got some things they need to work on, especially in the big department and rebounding more consistently. But overall, I'd say where you're sitting right here, two games with just two losses to a 4A defending state title, number two ranked team in the classification above you, and a 6A team in Olathe North that made the state tournament last year. I think you're feeling pretty good about where you sit. And now the Cowboys go up against some schools that are more their size, you know, with Russell and Hoxie's going to be smaller. And uh, they got Burlington coming up as well. There's a chance to roll up a few more wins here and get some more momentum going before you go back through that G-Wax slate, which will be daunting again because you know the target's on your back now. You've played some of these teams. They know how good you are. They're going to come after you. Uh, Colby, Scott City, Holcomb, those teams are all going to be coming after you again. Now, one more question for you, by far the most important. Uh, real quick here. Uh, I saw you met a famous little Husker last night, and, and I'm sure I'm sure that you had that kind of brought the whole night to another level. Yes, it was great. Uh, for those who don't know, Nebraska head football coach Matt Rule and assistants Rob Dvorak and Evan Cooper were in the building watching Lincoln play. Uh, it was great to meet them. Um, Lincoln texted me actually during our show yesterday. He goes, Hey, coach rules coming to the game. And I'm like, I'm like, Oh boy. And so, uh, I can't wait. I said, hope I get a chance to meet him. And, uh, anyway, they, he came by and I was able to break away for just a moment and I got to go shake their hands and visit for just a quick minute. You know, you're in the middle of a broadcast and it's really hard to visit and you don't want to. So I just, I stepped away and, and got to go meet him, took a picture. So it was great to meet those guys. Um, by the way, if those guys are still in town, because I know they spent the night in Goodland, they were going to fly out this morning. So if you're still in town and will stop by the radio station, you're more than welcome to stop on by if you're listening. <laughs> you're more than welcome, Coach Rule. Of course. Evan, Rob, you're welcome to stop by the radio station. You're always welcome. I've invited Coach Dvorak because he told me they were spending the night. He's like, well, if you want to after the game, stop by the house for a beer. You're more than welcome to do that, too. Um, 
they had their own plans, which is fine. But nonetheless, uh, it was great to meet those guys. It was a lot of fun. Yes, I was a kid in a candy store. That's what you are when you're a fan and you meet those people. But I do have to give a shout-out real quickly to Coach Rule. There was a really cool scene last night in the basketball game that was not happening when the kid, when when the games were going on. So at halftime, the GAA was having a like a shoot a, a shootout contest where two people were selected from the crowd. You had to make a free throw, a three point shot, and a half court shot, and you would win some. You would win a prize if you did that. There was a young man, I don't know, maybe ten years old, who was sitting next to Coach Rule in the stands, and. Anyway, he went. He got the select. He went down there. He made the free throw. He made the three. On his, these are on his first attempts. He goes back. He banks it off the backboard and out the rim and comes out on the second shot. The third shot, it, it directly lands on top of the front of the iron and falls out. The third shot rattles around in the cylinder and pops out. Every time that I saw, I look back at Coach Rule, he was the biggest supporter for that young man. I honestly believe if he would have sank that three in that thing, Coach Rule would have left his seat, ran onto the floor, picked him up, and carried him off. I think he would have done that. It was that. It was a really cool scene to see, uh, you know, those guys. It, that's one thing. You know, it's been a real cool thing. We've been blessed in Goodland to see these coaches come and watch Lincoln play and to see these guys in their natural elements. And the one thing you just kind of learn is they're just typical people. <laughs> they're just typical people doing their jobs. And it was really cool to meet those guys last night. So it was a lot of fun for sure. A lot of fun. I'm sure that's a, that's got to be high on the list. And uh, obviously they're they're watching Lincoln, uh, I'm assuming, for, for football, no? And, and oh, yeah. to uh, kind of see what a teammate he is and, uh, you know, just an athlete overall but good for Lincoln also to, to be getting all these looks obviously I'm a little late here to the to the gun you know he's been having all of this success and, and under the microscope for a while but I mean having those big names at your games in and out I'm sure is not easy mentally uh, I, I I don't know about that for sure I do know it has been a little bit uh, overwhelming. I don't know if that's the word that I want to use, but that's kind of what, you know, it, just imagine being a kid from small town America and exactly. your phone blows up every night with every coach that you've ever seen on the walk in the sidelines on a Saturday. Just imagine you see, you know, Lincoln, Nebraska, Los Angeles, California, um, you know, Eugene, Oregon, uh, you know, you know, Gainesville, Florida, Auburn, Alabama. You don't know these, you don't know the people because they're not in your contacts. When they call, you just see the number and you're just like, and you answer it and like, hey, this is this is Coach Rule, this is Coach Lanning, you know, this is Coach Leipold, this is Coach Kleiman. I mean, it's got to be overwhelming every night taking phone calls because you know you're getting recruited. You're you're the number sixty six player in the nation according to some recruiting rankings. So I just I think it's you know I think it's just been a little bit overwhelming at times trying to be that kid who's still playing basketball and going to school and doing all that stuff and going through this recruiting process. It's it's been fascinating to see it all thin unfold as it has to this point in time. And I still think we're just really start diving in. We're just really in the meat of it right now. There's still more to come. Uh, anyway, moving on from last night, which was once again a Goodland High School sweep over Garden City. I want to get to some other scores from last night. Some other boys' results. Wallace County takes down Triplins Brewsters 78-73. Oakley over Wheaton Grinnell 54-38. Hoxie held off Russell. A good one there, 49-44. Quinter put up 96 points. Uh, they beat uh, Golden Plains 96-42. A 
Weskin with an easy win over Heartland Christian, 56-17. Rollins County with a heartbreaking loss to Logan Palco, 51-50. As for the girls, uh, Wallace County rolled Triplanes Brewster, 69-21. Oakley with the win over Wheatland Grinnell, 59-49. Hoxie blasted Russell, 76-39. Quinter with the win over Golden Plains, 61-29. Weskin edged Heartland Christian, 38-36, and a good one there on the girls' side. And Rollins County, a large margin of victory over Logan Palco, 60 236, the final there. Some other from last night. Also last night, Northwest Tech men's wrestling. Coach Gio and the and the guys, two wins last night. They beat Barton 46-6 and Neosho 30-18 at the Neosho Duels. By the way, the Mavericks back home for their home triangular this coming Wednesday. So, sorry, it's a week from today. So go out and support the Maverick wrestling team. They've always been a top 25 type program, and they continue to have a great season here in the 23-24 year. So there you go, some more. Uh, basketball for you, or some more uh, local results for you, I should say. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else in the first segment? Otherwise, we got to get to break because we've got a full show ahead too. We've got an interesting debate topic coming up in our next segment, and then we've got our guest of the day, Shreyas Lott, is going to join us in about 15 minutes or so to talk about Kansas basketball. And I saw an interesting thing from Joe Lenardi this morning. He says the the quote was Kansas basketball, usually a number one seed, just not this year. That was the quote. Interesting to hear what Trey Slotta has to say about that. Let's get to a break, come back. We'll get to our debate topic of the day, which has to do with a rule in the football handbook. That's next here on the Morning Blitz.